I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's episode is the first guest I've had on this podcast as a three-peat. His name is Gary Temple Bodley. To think I have been listening to his podcast, Joshua Live, for over two and a half years. And when I go back to find an episode to listen to, they have all been played. That's how much this man has made an impact in my life. If you want to get his background, go back to the other two episodes and get a history of where we have been. And today's episode is a complete 360 from even the second time I had him on the show. That's a true sign that I'm growing and expanding and really ascending through his course, The Ascension Experience. I have four segments under my belt, and all I can say is the world I live in will never look the same. I can't even remember what it used to look like. That is how far I have come. I am continuing and I will not stop. That is my wish for all of you. Step out and do something new. Push yourself to grow and expand in this life we have been given. Listen to your inner voice that is guiding you every step of the way. Too many of us ignore that voice or don't believe it to be true. Trust and surrender to that inner voice and take that leap of faith to grow. I'm always in a class, reading a book, listening to a podcast, and whatever else is out there I can learn from. This second half half of my life is going to be an even more beautiful than the first half. And for the most part, I am determined to become the best version of myself so I can help others shine their light so they can see that beautiful light that shines within them. If you want to learn from me, I would be honored. Please sign up for my Magic Path course for adults and parents or sign up your kids for my Raising Confidence course. Let's take this next generation of kids to a new level of thinking. Change the trajectory of what I see as a downward spiral with all the social pressure we never had as kids growing up. Join with me and let's all empower our kids by being an example of love and light and creating a world that lives with passion to serve others and give and love. This past 2020 has really been those 2020 classes we used to talk about. Don't be the one who looks back and says, what if, or I wish, or I regret. Those words aren't necessary and don't need to be part of your vocabulary. Push past the fear, live with an intention and be happy. When we live with a loving heart and are happy, just that little bit of energy we are goes so such a long way. So please find a class or reach out to me and take one of my classes or ask me about the many books that have changed my life. We are all here to live in pure love and acceptance. We are all perfect and everything in our lives is always working for us, never to us. Email me and to connect with me at ashleygonner at gmail.com or check out all of my courses, my podcasts, testimonials on my website at ashleygonner.com. You are going to love this episode with Gary. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome Gary Temple Bodley to my show for the third time. I am so grateful this connection that I have had with you, you and Joshua over the last two and a half years. It's crazy to think where that journey started and what led me to that. You know, we talk about inspired thoughts, taking action you know, stepping through fear, not questioning things that come, just going for it and just doing it. And I look back then, you know, two and a half years later into where I am now and the inspired actions that I've taken. I mean, even just doing this podcast was an inspired thought. Did I know what was going to happen? No, but I just said yes. And saying yes is what I think is part of the magic in life. 
And once you start doing that and realizing that it's all good. And when you come from love, that's when the magic starts. And that's when life becomes unlimited and you realize you're limitless and the powerful person, human being you are. And I just want to thank you for being, you know, I know you'll say, well, you're doing the work, but, you know, just thinking of when you have a mentor or someone that's really come in your life and changed your perspective and you get to this place in life where, you know, 52 years old, excited every day. Oh my gosh. I I couldn't even go back five years from now. I look back at that time in my life and the perspective. I mean, I, there's, it's amazing to think. So Gary, let's go. What do you want to talk about? What's well, the just, first, what's your inspired thought? Yeah, we're inspired to be here. And just like this, we were talking about before we started that I had the inspiration to contact you and say, let's do another podcast. And so that inspiration came to me, right? Where did that come from? Who knows? I didn't manufacture it in my head. I was out in the backyard and the idea came. So immediately when that idea comes, always fear will come with it. So the fear is, oh, Ashley's probably has all these other guests lined up or, you know, maybe she's busy or silly stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't prevent me from acting because all I have to do is say, hey, Ashley, I had this inspiration to do a podcast and you could say yes or no, it doesn't matter. So I released my attachment to the outcome and I just did what I was inspired to do in that moment. And the only thing it was, was to send you an email. And that led to this conversation we're having now. So if you think in those terms, what's happening is when you're receiving inspiration, when you're alignment and you always feel the sphere, but if you can act in that moment to do the thing you're inspired to do, it will lead to something else. And what it will lead to is your expansion or your awareness of who you are. Right. And all we have to do is say yes to all these things. Yes, yes, yes. You know, we're not going to say to all of them, but as many as we can. Right. You know, I think of even starting this podcast, like I was telling you, like saying yes to this podcast, this will be 79 episodes, I think. And I haven't missed a week. And, you know, going back there and thinking, okay, saying yes. And so it's funny because I go through my mind thinking, okay, well, now I'm in this Joshua world and all these people that are coming to my, into my life from high school and kindergarten, and they're just coming to me. And I'm like, gosh, but I've always had a connection with them. And we've always felt like we were soul sisters, or I've had a dream about you or, you know, little messages on Facebook, but nothing, there's no, there's no, like, we're not connected, like an everyday thing. Now, all of a sudden they've connected to me through a podcast that they listened to with you on it. And now they're part of the Ascension experience. (laughs) That's (laughs) amazing. And I look at it and go, how did that happen? (laughs) So then my thinking is, did my yes, saying yes to this podcast, bring me to this point Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, now we are Joshua, right? We are Joshua. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it'll bring you to so many other experiences too. You know, like my podcast, just doing that, just, you know, we're like, no one's going to listen to this. It's not going to be anything. We're just doing it because... It's fun. And so people join and Joshua does his thing. And then it just grows and grows and grows. And then I meet, you know, you and all the other people all over the world. I could literally go to anywhere on earth and stay with somebody. Right. Oh, I believe it. (laughs) It's amazing. And imagine, you know, 10 years ago, what I always say is if I had known where I was, where I'd be 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't do it. Because the version of me was so different from the version of me now that that guy would have thought this guy is weird. Right. This guy is living the best life ever. I mean, everything is working out. I feel better than I've ever felt in my whole life. I am having more fun, meeting more people, living in this great house in this great town with Tracy, all these friends. I mean, it's just crazy. You know, who would think that this would work out this way? But, you know, yesterday in our coaching call, you were talking about that this group of ours is around 100 people or so in this Ascension experience. I'm in month four in um, health and vitality, which is ending. But you you were talking about, you know, everyone in this group looks younger than they really are, or everyone like has either names of Christian or, you know, that. How do you describe what? Why? Well, it was interesting because I've always noticed this is that. Every time I talk to someone, I'm like, how old are you? And they're like, tell me their age. I'm like, like you, 52. That's crazy. (laughs) You look like you're 35, right? And so it's universal. And then I was listening to another channel, um, Cryon, 
who's been around since the 80s. And yeah. um, he was talking about all of us as old souls, all the people who are listening to your podcast and my podcast who are interested in these laws of the universe and this, this stuff, we've lived all these lives before. And now we're living this life where we're coming to understand who we truly are and to move into living life in love rather than living in fear. So all the humans before have lived in fear, almost all of them. There's few notable ex- examples who haven't, but almost everyone has lived in fear. So there's been these lots of experiences of fear in humanity in the course of our civilization anyway. Now we're getting to this point of awakening where people are, are waking up to the fact that what they think is going on is not really going on, that they're not the victim, that they are the creator, that the, they chose this life, and this life has everything they need to expand and to experience who they truly are. So people are moving more towards this idea of, of putting love into your reality rather than succumbing to the fear or living in the fear. But what's, but what's in, and then those people look younger. And I didn't know if they just looked, because I looked younger when I was a kid. I was held back in fifth grade. We traveled a lot and everyone's like, he looks like he's in fifth grade, not sixth grade. So let's just keep him in fifth grade. <clears throat> and so when I graduated, I was 19, but I looked like I was 16. And I had a driver's license in ninth grade and all that stuff, you know, but everyone thought I was a little kid. And then I grew up in college and now I'm 6'3", 210 pounds, you know, right. this big guy, but still looking young. And there's a, a poker tournament. I love playing poker and it's a seniors event. So everyone's 50 and older. I'm 58 now. And everyone's like, you know, you're too young to play in this, you know, oh, and especially when I was 50, they, no one believed it back then. So it's, it's this commonality. And then the, all the Chris's and Christians mm-hmm. out there, you know, one thing Joshua says, which Joshua says this, you chose the time and date of your birth because that time you were a vibrational match to the earth at that time. Mm-hmm. You chose your parents because you're eternally linked to them. And so you make these agreements to come in together and play these roles. You intended to explore who you truly were in this lifetime. You intended to do all these things. And you also chose your name. Did I ever tell you that before? I think I've heard you say okay. that, yes. Yeah. So my name is Gary Temple Bodley. Gary means spear, temple's a temple, and mm-hmm. Bodley means Buddha clearing. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Holy and cow. then so it's all these Christians and Christinas and Chrissy's and Chris's right. and there's so many crystals, you know, there's so many with the Christ derivation and their name coming, you know, into this Joshua teaching. I, I would, I would say 15% or right. some form of Chris. Yeah. But it's the old soul thing too. Like I feel, you know, what I attract in my groups, I do the kids and the parents, but you know, I look at these kids that are coming to me that are sponges and so wanting because I teach the law of attraction and all the mindset tools to them. Yeah, that I thought wow. it would be amazing to know when I was their age, and not yeah. be a drifter when I was in my 20s, <laughs> try to figure out life until you get to 50. Right. But, um, you know, I can see these little kids come and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're like this little. How many lives have you had? Like, <laughs> You know, you can just exactly. Through their little eyes. Yeah. So I was like, you know, why am I doing this? How did I get chosen? And it's because I've lived all these other experiences before. And the irony is the old souls are the most youthful. We're least resistant, younger feeling. We're more exuberant. What we associate with kids, you know, but really it's because we're offering less resistance. And then there are people who are newer souls who are really experiencing the fear and not at all aware of how the system works. Mm-hmm. And we have to be okay with that. We have to love and accept them as they are realizing they're more in the illusion than we are and that we can let them have their experience instead of trying to save them. Right. And when you say old souls, do you think that's, they have way more past lives than newer, younger souls? Yeah, we have, we old souls have, more past lives. Right. Yeah. And can you tell that in the group of a hundred people? Can you, can Joshua feel their, you know, how many lives they've had? Yeah. But there's all similar, you know? Okay. But I personally can't, I have no okay. idea. Like <laughs> to me, certain people will seem like really in fear and really, you know, mm-hmm. hold up, but they have these huge breakthroughs and I'm like, Oh, I didn't expect you to have that, you know? 
Right. And don't yeah. really see it. Yeah. So I have no idea, but I, I love looking at the group and hearing their questions because I, I start to do that. I'm like, gosh, you know, either that's not as, as evolved question, or I either know, have been in this work for so long that I know how Joshua is going to answer it. Yeah. Kind of like when I listen to Abraham Hicks, I'm like, yeah. I go, I know the answer. <laughs> and it's kind of fun to listen to the question because I think I know how she's going to answer that. Yeah. But we know, so let me ask you this question because I asked all my clients, I said, I'm going to be talking to Gary today. And I have a a mom that has her daughter. I know it's like, why, you know, you say we pick our parents, right? We do this in life after life after life. So she picked her daughters. She has two daughters. One of them is like a little angel, you know, you know, like, my, like we can relate. And then the other one is 14 and has this wanting to be a boy, questioning her sexuality, you know, what she's wearing, wanting that attention, always this fight of control, right? When I listen to Corey's questions, I feel like it's a battle. And I said, well, you created, you came together on this planet together in this world to teach each other. You chose that. You guys decided to have this battle, together so you could learn something and maybe not judge or I need to know what you would say about that because 100%. it's a constant <laughs> and now so there's to, piercings last night and all these things <laughs> well think of life is love school so love and acceptance are the same thing and fear and control are the same thing opposite things so we're here to learn love and acceptance unconditional love and acceptance which means that not only will you love and accept someone when the conditions are good that's easy right yeah but Learn to love and accept them when the conditions are difficult. And the only reason the conditions are difficult is because you personally have a limiting belief. So the mother of this 14-year-old has her belief system. And the 14-year-old's triggering those beliefs. And so she feels fear. She perceives that it's the daughter making her feel bad. And if only the daughter was normal, then she could feel good, right? Right. But that's not the point of all this. The point is to learn love and acceptance unconditionally. So you must learn to, like, she can accept easily the other daughter. Right. So why can't she accept this one? Well, there's some limiting belief within her. And that's what we're doing in the Ascension Experience and the boot camp, processing those limiting beliefs. The only way I could be upset over anything is because I have a limiting belief. Without the limiting belief, I couldn't be upset. So it's not her. She's living her life. She's trying to figure it out. And she came here with a set of intentions that we don't know what they are. And the mother doesn't know who the daughter is either. The mother thinks the daughter is the daughter, but the daughter is this equal soul that they're eternally linked and they've known each other for eons. And when they return to that physical, she'll go, oh my God, I had no idea that was you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. But you know, when, when you're te- so easy, like easy for Gary to say, or Joshua, they don't have children. So, you know, you're in a life with these kids. And I hear even Jackie saying, Gary, you take my babies for a week and then tell me how many self-limiting beliefs you have. No, Gary can't do it. <laughs> Joshua could do it, but Joshua doesn't care. You know, it's, that's the whole thing is whatever your life is, you've come to learn how to love. And so you, set it up before your birth, you know, all this stuff is set up. I'm going to come in and have this kind of relationship with you, which is going to trigger your limiting beliefs. Are you going to try and control me or are you going to try and accept me? You know? Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's your choice. And you're making those choices all the time because while the 14 year old is triggering, she's also being loved as well. Right. So most of it is love. Right. Yes. And just occasionally there's triggers, but the triggers feel painful. And so we spend most of our time trying to fix those, trying to control that out of our experience instead of leaning into it. Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling terrible right now because of this behavior. What can I do? I can't control her. That's never going to work because control is based in fear. And all control does is separate you from the subject of your fear. But everything you want is on the other side of that fear. Right. So if your friend could just let it go and say, you do whatever you want, whatever you want. It doesn't go to school. Don't go to school. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want. I will love and support your decisions because I know that you have an inner guide. Now, 
the husband will probably think that's crazy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, you have to control or control, right? But ultimately, it's all comes down to this relationship. This is an eternal relationship. Do I want to feed this in fear or feed it in love? And if you can feed it in love, it'll be for your benefit and the benefit of not just that relationship and that family, but of the entire mass consciousness. Right. Our ascension, like we're ascending. So it's like you're almost hindering that growth by doing that. Well, you're not hindering it. It's like saying, okay, I'm on this ladder to this ascension and there's one rung I hate and I'm just right. going to stay here for a while until I control it. And then you realize you can't control it. And then you just climb, climb to the next rug. You just right. let it go. Right. So it's part of the progress. It's an obstacle or it's a, you know, it's a lesson or a training session. And it could last the entire lifetime. Or you could have it done in one minute. It's your choice. Now, when you're in it and when you've had this relationship and where you really have these limiting beliefs that you don't, you're not even aware of. You don't even know they're limiting beliefs. You just think it's true. It's true she needs to behave. It's true she has to go to school. It's true she has to graduate. Otherwise, she won't get a good job. Blah, 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 right? All the assumptions that we've ever had in our life are false if they're limiting. Mm -hmm. That's it. The only truth is that connection, that relationship. That's the only thing that matters. Nothing, everything else is just, you know, set decoration. I know, but, you know, being a parent... Sometimes that's a tough road to go down. Like you just think you're here to, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the place where I used to be. So, you know, th- these are mine. I don't want time to go by fast and don't put on a baby video. Cause it'll make me cry time, you know, all this stuff. And now that I'm in this, these teachings, I'm like, they came through me. They're on their journey. I will be there to guide them until they leave this home and always be there as their mother. But I just look at it so differently. And when I now am coaching these parents and there, I see the struggle, you know, they're like, oh, you know, well, what, I'm going to let her pierce her ears and go do her nose pierce and lip and all that and I get her tattoos. And I'm like, ah, I know what you mean. So that's the hard part when you, yeah. as a parent. Yep. Well, you have to come to this conclusion that from your perspective, does control work? Does that control improve the relationship? Does it add more love into your reality? Or is it completely useless? Right. And what's more important, (laughs) what they look like or your relationship with them? Right. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Thank you. That will really help her. See, parenting's easy. (laughs) Exactly. Coming from the the master. Coming Um, from the one who has no kids. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I interviewed this guy the other day for my podcast and it opened up a new door that I saw you today on our call kind of go there. And I think that's why the chat was going. But he was talking about, you know, you're in the eagle and you're in this and your souls in all these different areas. And even I was listening to Jackie's podcast, like the tree, the squirrel, the, but there's different planes of existence or, you know, where, how you get Joshua, where you go to in your meditation. That is what I'm talking about. Can you expand on that? Okay. So first we have to understand that our human perception of reality our ability to perceive things is highly limited. Mm-hmm. So we have a belief system. That's the structure that allows us to live in this reality. And that perception of reality that's created from our belief structure is not true. It's highly limited, right? Right. But it's a filter and it allows in what makes sense to that belief structure. So, Joshua can only use English words because I can only speak English words, right? And so they can only go through my belief system. So what they do is they chisel away at all the limiting beliefs over time and give me experiences that add clarity. So they'll have me watch this video or they'll, I had the psychedelic experience or, you know, listen to something else or watch this. Like I watched two documentaries. I watched two, two documentaries about the Holocaust, one from the perspective of the victims that survived it, and right. one for the perspective of the Germans who lived in the towns around the concentration, concentration camps who didn't do anything, right? And, and so it chips away our belief system over time so that we come from this very limited perception of reality. Think about an ant in an in a ant farm on the wall. That's its whole reality and doesn't, wouldn't be able to perceive anything else. Right. Well, we are highly aware compared to other animals, but yet our perception of reality is limited. But we're seeking the truth. And humans are designed to 
gather more information, gather more information to make life better and to control life more. So on both sides of that. So if you think about other dimensions, what's really happening is it's all existing at the same time. Right. But we have this perception of time because that's what we're used to. And, and if I didn't believe that channeling was a possible thing, I would never be able to channel. So I have to have that belief, right? And right. so that belief came to be through Abraham. But I thought that Abraham was the only one in the world. And then all of a sudden I start channeling. So I think it's super weird. How could I be the other channel in the world? Turns out there's lots of channels. So my belief system, because I was led to the secret and to Abraham, and I resonated with it because there was something in my pre-birth intention, this would come out at some point. So then the belief system comes out and then it gets opened and opened and opened and more empowering and more empowering and more empowering, more empowering to the, to I have this experience and that experience. And then this experience, which was my awakening experience where I saw who I saw, how this whole system works and who I truly am. And then from that point, I still have all these, you know, human doubts and fears and stuff, but processing all of that stuff. And that's what all last year was. So what we have to understand is what we see with our senses is just scratching the surface and it's unique to us and it's belief based in our beliefs. Right. As we open our beliefs, then we get to see more things like noticing all the numbers that line up on the clock. Yeah. Noticing when like you're talking about me with your husband and then I send you an email that right. synchronicity and all this stuff you know, noticing all that, noticing the truth behind all this facade mm -hmm. and then living as if this life we created is the perfect life for us. Right. Yep. Yes. I want to talk about, well, you know, I live in a place now after being with Joshua and you for the last couple of years in this vibration where it's, I can't go below, you know, it's like, I'm on this trajectory of like, every day, if this is like a miracle, like, and, I, and I do live like that. I, I, I mean, I, I'm admitting that, but I live in a place of this is a miracle. And what do I get to see today and give to people? And I feel like I'm ascending. Do you believe that you can only go higher? Because you, once you get to that height, yeah. when, you can't, when you start dipping, you're like, oh, get back. Explain that. I think that everyone can only go higher. The illusion of rock bottom is still an expanded place. So you're either exploring fear or you're exploring love. So you and I are exploring love. So we wake up. I mean, do you do this? Do you wake up and say, I get to be Ashley today? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you would be, you would, would well, I, want, I don't know if you'd want to be a fly on the wall <laughs> at four o'clock realization last year i go oh my god i get to be gary temple Bodley today <laughs> you know yeah i wouldn't want to be anyone else now, my whole life before that was like oh how can i be like this or like that or the other thing so it's it's this is an amazing thing but because we know too much right we've learned stuff we've altered our belief system and we've had experiences from that we've gained clarity and we know that what we want is to feel good and we feel good by being in alignment which means having the same perception of reality as our inner self has right. from that non-physical position that sees more than what we can see. So we trust that if we're feeling good, we're perceiving everything as good. Everything's fine. And if we're feeling bad, it's something that we're perceiving from a limited perspective that is not true. And so we say, Oh, hold on. That's just that fear. And now I sort of, I don't know if I like fear, but I, I like noticing the feeling of it. Yes. <laughs> I do too. That's so funny that you say that. Yesterday, I was, uh, uh, Wednesday, I went to my yoga class and the guy next to me is my age, but very flexible. And I say, how many yoga classes do you do a week? And he says, well, I do this. And I do the stretching class tomorrow. So you should come to that. And so I said, okay. And so tomorrow was yesterday. And, and so all morning long, I'm like, I don't want to go stretching. I don't want to go stretching. It was all that fear. I can't, I'm so not limber. So oh, I said, okay. oh, that fear, right? I go, I know how this worked out. I was inspired to ask this guy what he did to be more flexible. He told me and invited me. Right. And I'm going to go. I knew the second he said it, I was going to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the whole time between then and then was knowing that the fear was going to pop up too. Right. And then making that decision that I'm going to push past that fear. And I did. And it was great. It was awesome. There's only three people in the class. It was fine. I could do everything. Right. I'm always about that. I, I think through learning about 
what that really means in your life, you know that you hear those little inspired thoughts or those little light bulbs that go off and, you know, you, it's the fear that holds you back. Or once you take that step and I, you know, I parent that way. Cause I'm like, well, what are you thinking? Do you want to go? Let's try that sport. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's wants to be in the Olympics, <laughs> like, yeah. but you know, like you just never would have done that. But those are the magic moments that I feel that when people realize that little, that inner self, that, you know, that, that, part of you that is so speaking to you all the time in meditation or, you know, Joshua, when you channel through and, you know, just listening to that and taking that action and going. Yeah. Well, say, I bet you people listening to this right now say, I never hear that voice. Right. I never heard it before, but it was always there. I was just assuming it was me thinking these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, okay, well, I'm whatever, whether the inspiration comes from someone else or from a direct thought, I know that the fear is going to pop up. So this is a really important part of it. Is, and this is what takes time in the Ascension experience to really learn this part. Right. That you get inspiration when you're in alignment, when you're feeling good, and you're always going to have fear. Because what happens is you exist at this limited state prior to the experience that this inspiration is providing for you. From that limited perspective, you don't. you have a belief system that's not compatible with the expanded version of you that will be there when you have the experience. And this, you can look at this at any time in your life, when you've pushed past fear to have an experience, you changed and your belief system changed. And so you look back and you're like, what was I afraid of? It doesn't make any sense. But that fear will always, always, always be there because it has to be there. You have to make this little tiny little leap of faith to push through the fear and go to the next thing. On the other hand of that, when you're upset, you can have urges to change the conditions. That feels like inspiration, but it's coming from a state of fear. And anytime you act on that, you're going to be exploring who you're not and more manifestation events will happen and more stuff you don't want will happen and it won't be effective and always like effort and struggle and all that. So we've come to this place where we're working with the system rather than against the system. And it's easy and everything just flows all the time when that happens. Mm, So true. Just, you know, listening to Jim on the call was saying, you know, how he just couldn't thank you enough. And if you're listening to this, sign up for something, the boot camp, the Ascension experience, it's changed my life. And we all feel that way. And you think of how my life has changed my relationship with Richard. Like there's no way I could have an argument. I know. Is that funny? (laughs) Oh, there's no way. And in fact, when I watch, sometimes he'll get kind of triggered by the girls, their behavior and I watch it and I don't, I just go, okay, you know, that's interesting. I can see him getting closer to my, okay, well, Ashley's not reacting. You know, wait, wait, what am I doing? Then it takes you, you have to look at yourself going, wait, <laughs> but you just, I think you had that with Tracy. We haven't even had a dirty look in our whole relationship, you know, wow. <laughs> it's great. I didn't think this is possible. Yeah. Oh, I know. But when you were talking about this on the coaching call the other day, about your previous wife and how you had those dreams about the car, the planes crashing and how you got the Bitcoin, all those things started coming. I didn't know that you were married before. I I didn't know. Maybe I just knew, I knew you didn't have children. So I guess that's where I went, but explain to me. So how, cause you believe in relationships. Like if it's not working, nothing's wrong with moving on to the next. I love that analogy. It helps my friends that get a divorce and feel guilty. Right. Yeah. So Lily and I got married in 1999 and she's very spiritual and, you know, she's been there with Joshua from the very beginning and she's, you know, she's acknowledged in all the books and, and Joshua's actually said, it's because of you that Joshua came through Gary because all the questions that she had, you know, we were in these kind of courses before and we got the, the secret together and, and we went to all these Abraham Hicks events together and, what had happened, we lost everything. And so we rented this house and fixed it up. And it was great. We sold it, moved to Palm Beach. And in Palm Beach, we went to our first Abraham Hicks. And then we real, at that first Abraham Hicks, we both said, from now on, we're only going to do what we're inspired to do. So for me, it was poker and renovating houses. And for her, she's always been really good at design, interior design and stuff like that. We are just walking down our dog down the street in Palm Beach in the middle of summer. There's not a soul in the whole town because everyone leaves in summer. And this car goes whizzing by and slams on the brakes and stops. And it's her friend, Patricia. Trisha, And Trisha gets out and they haven't seen each other for years. 
And Trisha starts showing her how she's designing furniture. So she's stripping furniture, painting it, putting new fabric on that sort of thing. And this light bulb hits Lily and they start a business and Trisha doesn't want to do it. So it's just Lily's business called the Painted Ox. And so Lily started this huge business. It's really big in West Palm Beach where she'll take people who move from the north with their brown, ugly furniture and they oh. lacquer it and put Florida colors and prints on it. And it's oh, cool. stunning. So she's built this up and then I had my thing and I had Joshua. Now, one thing about me is people were constantly coming to the house to say hi and spend the night and be with Gary and all that stuff. Or I was doing these events, right? So I was, so it was like I was being pulled apart because she wanted me there. And I came to the realization that I couldn't do Joshua in that relationship and nothing was wrong with the relationship. It was fine. It was just that this was the next stage for me. Hmm. So I had this huge inspiration to buy a, a house somewhere in the South with a lot of bedrooms that we could hold events. I would just use it for the events or maybe in summer or something, but that was it. So then I find this house in North Carolina and we're just going to, at the time, buying it just to, to use it as a thing, not even thinking anything else than that. Come in this house, start renovating. And then it was like, obvious, I have to move here. Well, Lily had her business and her family with employees and all this stuff back in West Palm Beach. She wasn't going to come and it would just made sense. So we left on perfect terms. And I mean, perfect terms. And we have her friend who's a lawyer did the divorce for us. It took a week. We had all our things agreed up. We had everything, everything, everything split. It was like, I said yes to everything. And she, and Lily said yes to everything. And it was like, Done, you know? And so Lily and and the lawyer and Trisha are going to be joining the Ascension Spirit Experience next round. Oh my gosh, no way. <laughs> that is amazing. Full yeah. circle. Oh, I love that. Living how we live in the Ascension Experience because we know that it's perfect and we know that everything's working for us and we know that there's anything that we think is bad is not. And having that as a mindset versus having the mindset back when, you know, when we were in our thirties or whatever, going, going through the real estate loss and, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, my life is over. I lost all my money, da, da, da. But knowing what we know now, like thinking what, what our life will become, you know, and then I think, okay, well, we all look younger. Do you think we're going to, our life's going to go to 200 years old? (laughs) You know, where does that, who decides that? We decide it and we'll want to, what happens is we will decide from our non-physical perspective, the exact perfect time and the perfect way to transition back to the non-physical. And before we know it, we'll be in a new life because there's no time in the non-physical. So you're there. The second you think about it, you're in a new life, right? And it's all created for you, by you. And then you'll have another experience of life and you'll just keep doing this because every because we really want to be in the physical. We, right. those of us who are been doing this a while, now it gets exciting because now it starts to become limitless. Right. Okay. So this time thing for me, I'm really trying to. It's weird. Under, it is weird. Yeah. And I understand, I understand it to a point, but you know, when you think of it's all happening at the same time, my future, my past, I'm like, oh, I just go, okay, well, if this is, if we go, we leave this body, we, we it's like our suicide. We choose our death. We, right. we, we've already decided our, I mean, I, I know I've planned it. So then here we go. And then right back into a body to do it again. It may take, oh, you know, 50, a hundred earth years, but from the non-physical pers- perspective, it's just a moment. Okay. You know, and you, you can see that as Gary, you understand that. Yeah. Cause I had that experience during this psychedelic experience. So okay. I, I got to see what it was because, because in the non-physical, all the stuff that is really fun about being physical, like having this conversation is impossible in the non-physical because we all know everything already. So what are we going to talk about? Right. We okay. all know everything. And then the communication is all instant nonverbal because we do it through vibration I mean, this sounds nuts, but I had this experience. I was like, oh my God, it makes all kinds of sense. Yeah. 
But you did that. I had one of the women that talked about psychedelics in my one of my groups in this class. Yeah. And so I've had that come up a lot. You know, I've done mushrooms to get, you know, the psychedelic. I'm like, I know, I, I think I, I've never really done drugs. <laughs> so I think the feeling of thinking that is like my mind, I have a limiting belief right. <laughs> that it's a drug or yeah. that I'm out of control or right. ayahuasca. Have you done yeah. that? No. I, what I did was 5-MeO-DMT. It's a 15-minute experience. And what happened to me was, so you pass out. And then you're in a, um, I mean, I don't know if you're totally, if you're unconscious, but for me, it was, I woke up and I'm on a bed of bubbles floating in the universe. And all these bubbles are saying millions of them through every cell in my body, not hearing with my ears, but hearing with the whole body is we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you like that. And I say, I love you. I love you. I, I and I stand up. Most people don't stand up. I stand up. I go, I am love. <laughs> and this feeling comes through me. It's like unbelievable. I just realized I am love. And so everyone who's in the room is now there, but I see their non-physical selves. They're all pure, right? And they all look at me with this calm expression that they understand everything. And as I'm saying, I am love, I am love. And they're like nodding. Yeah, you're getting it. You're getting it. I am love. And so the feeling was that the entire universe came together, like like a clock coming together for this perfect moment, right? All the things had to assemble from the beginning of time for that one moment. And I felt it was Gary, but I was source having this experience, right? And so this this Gary and source melted together. So so then I say, I see everyone and I go, Oh my God, I know you. I start screaming this. I know you. I know you. And this whole, we were in a uh, apartment in New York City, this magnificent, beautiful, incredible place with windows all around it. And all it was was light, right? Mm. And there was no furniture. It was just there. And all everyone's wearing their clothes, but their clothes are like illuminated from the inside. And I can see who everyone really is. Oh my! We're all gosh. equal, totally equal, and I've known him forever, and it, and it was just like just this amazing thing. And then I started to see all my past lives, but starting from when I was an amoeba, right? And it was oh. not just all my past lives, but it was all lives, all physical life. And it was like cards going like, and this, I could feel the life emotion of all those lives. Wow. And so then I had to sit down, and then I got how the whole universe works, the yin yang, what infinity was, what all this stuff was. I knew it all. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then I go, we just can be who we want to be. And, and that's all it is. And then we come out of a life and bam, we're in the next one. As soon as I said that, it's like 10 seconds from this room of light and coming down back into my body, hmm. sitting on the couch in this apartment, and now the whole sky is black with clouds. There's a storm, and lightning just goes off behind me as I'm talking. Oh my <laughs> <Right>? God. <laughs> so crazy. But what the funny thing was, so oh. I'm looking at all my friends, and some people, like Tracy was there, and there were a couple of people from the boot camp who were there, and there's people I just met that day. But all of those people, I knew them forever, for eternity. And so I'm talking in the experience, And their faces are all perfectly clear. They know everything I'm talking about. They totally understand what I'm saying. So I've never experienced that in physical reality. I have talking and everyone's like halfway with me, you know, there might be nodding, but this was absolute understanding. And as I go back, I'm looking at them and they're looking at me and we're going shifting from this level 10 where we're at back to our human level five. And it takes 10 seconds and their faces turn from total understanding to back to normal confusion, right? Oh my God. And they go back to their normal cells. And then I start trying to explain it to them. And I can't remember anything. I'm, I remember it, but I can't get it out into words. And then one of my friends, Christine, who's in the boot camp, starts speaking in tongues, <laughs> right? Which I always thought was weird. And as soon yeah. as she did, it all came back to me and I could explain it fully, just like I am right now. 
Whoa. Total, absolute clarity after she did that, right? So this is, it was, it was the most profound thing, but I realized who I was, why I'm here, who everyone else is. Like, we look at this, like, we don't know each other. Now, right. I'm telling you, those people, some of those people I only met that weekend. And, right. and a couple I only met that day. And I knew them for eternity. Wow. Yeah. And that was the biggest shocking thing. So everyone we know, if we have been introduced to them, we are eternally linked to them. And we right. will see them on the, other, on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Man, <laughs> would you do that again? I wouldn't do that again. But I've, I actually have had enough experiences in 2020 that, I mean, I've had so many crazy, profound experiences that what I, I mean, I would suggest everyone does something. But what I like to do now is breathing sessions. Hmm. And we're having a retreat in a couple of weeks here at the house. And one of the people that are coming to it is this fantastic person who does breath sessions. And it's this deep breathing. Her name's Genevieve. And if you want to find her, just send me an email or send you an email and we'll send Genevieve Solomon if you might look that up. Okay. And so she does these sessions and there's, it's an hour of deep breathing with this music. You're lying on your back with a blindfold on and you're just breathing like that really deep and really fast for right. an hour. And there's DMT in your lungs and it activates that. And you have this very mild, wonderful psychedelic experience in your own body. And you can turn it off at any time by just breathing normally or getting up. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's not as powerful as that, but it's, is just as informative as that is. Wow. When you, after that experience um, in New York, did other people that took it, did you talk about it afterwards? Everyone's experience is different, but no one's had one like that before. Yeah. Why do you and think then, you did? Because you're, you know, I'm ready on for it. Yeah. <laughs> on the next. Because that experience was necessary for me and I, I was ready for it. And it helps me to go deeper into this and opens my belief system up. After that was 14 nights of downloads. And so I would be woken up. First time was 444. The next night was 333, then 222. And awake all night with these intense downloads, just flowing into me. And it's like, okay, you try and think of something else, but we're going to bring you back here. We're going to bring you back. Here's what we need you to know now. You know, huh. this is how this works. This is how that works. This is actually how your emotions work. And it lasted 14 days of that. And, and it was really intense. And is that, that sort of thing is <laughs> not normal. Oh my, what, when you say download, so is it like a dream? Are you seeing? No, I'm awake. They wake me up. So oh, I'm okay. wide awake. This was, you know, like, so it was 444, 333, 222, 111, 1212, 1111, 1001. And one night was 811. So I had a, I was exhausted at 730. Wow. And went to sleep and then woke up at 811, you know, for that session and lasted all night long. And I'm literally getting maybe two hours of sleep a night or so full of energy, just full of energy. And, but the whole night is like, this really intense classroom basically. And that was last year. That was yeah. In August last okay. year. Yeah. So now that you've had those downloads now, what has it changed in you? Like, are you deeper with Joshua? Do you? Yeah. So for instance, like I said in the beginning, I can only speak English because I believe I can only speak English, but they could say it in French or whatever, but I would have to believe that. So some of the more higher level concepts, I can't say because I don't believe them. So now that my beliefs have been opened, I can push past the fear and allow them to say more things. Before I was really managing it or controlling it, you know, don't say anything about UFOs or don't say anything about other right. dimensions or all that crap that I didn't want to hear about. Now I'm more open and free with that. And they're not that they're going to say anything about UFOs, but that's just an example. Right. You know, I was with my hair girl because she's done the boot camp and now is in the ascension of my, my tribe is growing. Is that Ing? <laughs> yes, Ing. <Yeah. laughs> um, and she's like, you know, I just feel like I'm done with my life. And after this, I feel like I'm, you know, this, I understand limiting beliefs and I, you know, I just live, you know, I don't have a trigger in the world. And, and so we were talking about how, just how, you know, when you listen to Joshua from 
I mean, I've sent, I started sending her just Joshua things, right? So then she'd go, I listened to your podcast and Joshua. That's it. All I have time for. But, you know, we, we haven't missed one. But I said, do you think the other, it was like two weeks ago. I go, don't you feel like Joshua is becoming more like, it's definitely more evolved. She's like, yes, I was going to tell you that. But I do feel that way. I felt that way today in that call. Why, why is that? Is it because Gary's becoming more open to things and. And you guys are too. Ah. Yeah. So the first words that were ever said were in the first introduction of the first book was everything is right. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Anything seen as wrong comes from a limited perspective from the higher perspective, whether that's the non-physical or after a bit of time has passed, everything is always, always right. So that's really what the whole teachings encapsulate is that everything is right. But now we're going into why we're here and, and why we're here is to be on this journey of self-discovery to discover who we truly are. Who we truly are is this limitless, magnificent, eternal being of pure positive love. Well, who is that? That's source. So who we are is source. We don't get it. We don't understand it. So now everything is talking about just being on that journey of self-discovery and not getting distracted by the detours of fear. So all of this ascension experience leads us to become these deliberate creators. Well, in order to become a deliberate creator, we have to know what alignment is. We have to understand how to get into the mindset of financial prosperity, how to think about our bodies, what's, what the journey of self-discovery actually is, and all the other courses that are, that are in it. I think there's going to be 13. If we try to create deliberately now, what we would do is we would remove the things we think are bad. Okay, so does that make sense? Totally, you yes. Have to, you have to, you have to know that everything's right. So you right. can't use your powers to wipe something out because that will always be based in fear. And if you're this powerful, deliberate creator who's still living in this old approach to life in fear, you're going to create chaos in your life, which you do not want. Keep repeating manifestation events over and over, right? Yes, exactly. And so this is what the essential experience is, is coming to this place of absolute acceptance because When we realize who we are, we're going to really know how much fear everyone else is in. And we can't buy into that fear because it'll drive us crazy. We have to be okay with other people living in fear. And so one important tool here is this curve. uh, What's it called? Bell curve, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine bell curve on a graph of paper. So at the top of the curve... And the middle of it is love. And on the bottom is fear on either end is the most extreme fear. And so as you get to the top, more and more people are there, are more in love than the people on the fringes. So take any subject, say gun control. So on the left of that curve is people who are against guns, who are want, you know, who are against guns. And the people on the right are the people who want guns. So the people at the bottom of that curve are adamant about their beliefs in that, ma- in that subject. Right. So people think guns have to be completely eliminated from the earth on one side or, and have most fear of guns, right? And on the other side is the most fear of people taking away their guns. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the greatest fear lives there. As you come up, you have less of an opinion. And so you're in more love and less fear. Right. And as you come to the very top of it, imagine there's 99 people in this group, that one person right in the middle on top has no opinion. It's completely neutral. Doesn't Mm -hmm. care one way or the other. And so this is like the most highest being of love. We have to be neutral. Now, in our society, it's looked frowned upon to be neutral. You must take a stand. Right. That doesn't work. Because all you're doing is separating yourself from the other people on the other side. That is not what you actually want. What you want is to allow everyone to have their experience and you realize you're the creating it all. It doesn't, it's not going to affect you. Right. Unless you need it to affect you. So if it does affect you, good. Right. You know, you know so I say, I'm finding myself way neutral, neutral. Good. I look so at, do you vote? Do I vote? Uh-huh. No. 
Yeah, I don't either. Because <laughs> if you vote, you're picking a side and right. you're separating yourself from everyone else on the other side. Right. No, I, and in fact, I think of all these, you know, a lot of people in the group will ask about vaccines and not, and I'm like, oh, I don't even care if you do or don't. It's like, what if you want to put fear into it, great. If you want to put love into it, great. It's for your highest good, whichever right. you choose. Yeah. But, you know, all the separation and, you know, we we're in New York in September 11th. And so yeah. it was a 20 year thing and I'm walking the streets and it's, you know, a lot of these churches are like blocked off for these ceremonies. And I see people praying on the side and I'm thinking, gosh, 20 years ago, you know, we all know where we were, but yeah. I'm thinking, you know, we were coming to get like, you know, there we were separate. Now we, this was like bringing us together. And then, and then all of a sudden we're 20 years down the road and we're wearing masks and we're having all these like protests and separation. And, oh, it's like, now we're, you know, so separate. Well, it seems that way, but I was watching this documentary about the German people living during the um, consecration camps and all that stuff. Right. And, and the people who also were survivors of it as well. And so they were talking about what life was like before the war in the thirties. Well, it was extreme anti-Semitism going on, extreme, mm -hmm. and they just live with it, right? Because because right. that's what they were used to, right? They didn't know how extreme it was, but it, but it was very much you are a different, a, a lower class of person if you're that race, you know, right? So you look at now, and we wouldn't even conceive of that. It right. wouldn't even make sense to us. How could you even think that anyone is on a different class? So we've come so far, but it seems as if it matters what politics you're on to some people, you know, if you're getting the vaccine or not to some people. I happened to live through 2020. I thought it was one of the best years of my life. Me too. Traveled extensively, did everything I want to do. We had two retreats here. We, we had gatherings in other places. I got COVID. It was for me and Tracy, it was uh, almost a non-event. Mm -hmm. And all my friends who got COVID too, non-event for them. There was the guy across the street who was 90 and he passed away. And one other friend's mother. But that was part of their journey as well. And so to see it just from this perspective of this thing is causing fear and people are overreacting. 9-11 happened, and we went into a 20-year war in Afghanistan. It was an overreaction, right? Mm -hmm. Now, it felt bad at the time, but compared to all the damage that was done in the wars and anti-terrorism and, and how we all have to, you know, make our way through airport security every time we go to a plane now, the overreaction is all based in fear and doesn't add, you know, isn't what we truly want. Right. So we have to think in our own personal lives, if something happens that causes us a lot of fear, we're going to get urges to change the conditions, but those urges are always going to be an overreaction to what's actually happening. Because if you think about the two types of fear, it's either rational fear, meaning the subject of your fear can kill you. You're walking in a park and there's a bear on the trail, right? Right. Okay. So then you have an urge to change the condition. You either run away or change path or fight the bear or whatever you do. <laughs> but it takes you off your path, right? So it isn't anything you want to do, but you're just getting away from the danger. Now, if it's an irrational fear, it means that the subject of fear can't kill you. Like someone says something that hurts your feelings, right? Right. Now you can say, I'm never going to be friends with you again. That's overreaction to this event. It's acting as if a, you're a victim to someone else who can hurt you. It's not paying attention to your limiting beliefs and you're not getting what you truly want, which is love and connection with everyone. So we have to understand that fear is going to cause us to receive urges to change conditions and overreact to what's actually going on. But that overall, we are all moving towards more love and everything is getting better and better and better and better and better. Right. And if you just, but we can't perceive it because we didn't live a hundred years ago. Right. We don't know how they felt. Now, the interesting thing about all of us who are interested in these teachings, everyone listening to this podcast now, is that we are highly emotional, sensitive beings. We, compared to other humans, we are way more sensitive emotionally. But that's a superpower. We actually want to get even more emotionally sensitive, not less. Mm 
Hmm. And so as we get more clarity, we get more emotionally sensitive. And one of the side effects of all this is people will say, well, I handle manifestation events better, but when they come along, they feel so bad now. Right. I really notice them. And you that you want to notice them. That's the whole point. Right. You want to become sensitive. So we're getting more. And now you can see the kids coming in today who are being born now. They all seem very emotionally sensitive to me. Oh, me too. Right. Please, Cause they're yes. coming now at this different time of awakening. hundred years ago, everyone was tough as nails. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was tough as nails. You know, she was mm-hmm. not emotionally sensitive. Right. We are, you know, so we are, we are evolving to this, you know, the light beings that we are, which are extremely emotionally sensitive, but we'll be able to maintain alignment. And then in the off chance we ever dip, dip down into fear consciousness, we will notice it and get back out of it. Right. You know how you talk about, or Joshua talks about, you know, each generation is, is born into a vibration, you know, and these kids now are born into the such, such a higher vibration than where we were born into. Yeah. But because it's confusing to them, they are in emotional duress. You know, they're all over the place. They can't figure it out because they've, they've been taught that system that doesn't work. Right. And so they're trying to control themselves. Everyone else trying to get what they want. They think they're in lack, all these things. They don't realize how powerful they are emotionally. And they don't realize it's just these limiting beliefs that they have to process. So helping kids learn to do limiting beliefs process those is probably the best thing we can do. Oh, and that's my passion, Gary. Yeah. I just, I can't tell you just with my girls, you know, they're, they'll be like, mom, that was a limiting belief. You should hear our conversations. <laughs> you should that's write a, belief. a children's book. I know I should. About limiting beliefs. Yeah. Yes, that would be. Thank you. That's an So limiting idea. beliefs are just balloons that you carry, carry around with you. Yeah, there you and go. And you can let the balloon go. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Good idea. But you're afraid to let the balloon go because you think, that you need the balloon. Yeah. Right. You think it's yours. So you're holding on to it, holding on to it. But when you get into your classroom or when you, when you go on the bus or when you go on the amusement ride, you can't bring the balloons with you. Right. Yes. So you gotta let them go. Oh my gosh. I have goosebumps. That's <laughs> I can see the illustrations where they right. go in the bus and I see all the balloons going out yep. of the, you know, up into the sky. Yep. Oh, that's great. That just came to you. Yep. Yes. But, you know, you think of, I mean, all the kids I've coached throughout the last, since 2020 is when I really started with this podcast and watching how hungry they are for this and so receptive. And then it starts, now the parents are like, wow, my house is so happy and different. (laughs) You know, they're like, what's going on? And then they want to know what I teach. So then I started teaching the, the adult version of the raising confidence. But, you know, when they learn these, their self limiting beliefs, you know, of all the eight weeks I have one, you know, started the week four is self-limiting beliefs. It's, they need a few weeks before to get to where they have that mindset of understanding, like you're in charge of everything that you think, feel, say, do, be. And now they're at this place of self-limiting beliefs. So I've used all of the Joshua, you know, like listen, trying to teach them the manifestation event form and, yeah. you know, and how to process that. And then, you know, you think of once you get that, And now my girls are 12 and 15, you know, they're like, mom, you know, now it's almost hard for me to get react (laughs) with Paige at school last year in ninth grade. It was like, so-and-so's this, they did this to me. Oh, the victim, the victim this year is, oh, she's like the duck off there, the water off the duck's back. Right. (laughs) Like nothing can bug her. She's like, that's, she's on her journey. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Like, (laughs) you know, it's just so beautiful to see the fruit of the labor come into, you know, because now she's on her own more. I'm not with her all the time. So it's like, okay, I hope I equipped you with the right tools. And then I see her doing them. I'm like, oh, she's got it. Especially if she can see what ninth grade was like. You remember yes. how old ninth grade was when you were like re- oh, reacting to everything and now right? how much better you're doing now? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, there's a polar, there's a definite contrast. Yeah. And I love that. I know we're at the end. That's oh, crazy. Gary, I love this so much. It's going to be like all Joshua. I was looking at the group. I'm like, oh, I could, in, we should have like a group on my podcast where we can all talk about the Ascension experience together yeah. and our, like, you know, how we've experienced all of our limiting beliefs and manifestation events and that's going to be on my, after my book. Thank you for that idea. Absolutely. So we're going to email Gary at GaryBodley at gmail.com. Yep. We'll go we go to the website. A new course, a new seven day course. That's 
Yeah. So for beginners, there's the seven day course. We were making just $29. So it's seven days. It has the manifestation event form. It has Jessica's video tutorial and a guide. And then there's meditations on it as well. And uh, so there's a lot to it, you know, daily spiritual practice and reading and the manifestation event form and is the like preface to what we do. So it's the very basic design is this manifestation event form. And so for a limited time only, I think, you know, next couple of months or so, it'll be $29. And if it changes the price and just send me an email and I'll make sure you have the right price. <laughs> uh, so it'll depend when this conversation comes out. And so that's at the teachings of Joshua.com. And then the Ascension experience, which we're starting another one, everyone starts in alignment because you got to sort of start there. And that will start in the first Monday in October. So there'll be people all over the world going together. You'll have a partner just like you've done and everyone else has done. And it really will change your perception of reality. Just that one four-week course, you will make this shift. Mm-hmm. And if you're inspired, and it's the money-back guarantee too, so it's 100% guaranteed. It's uh, 297 So that one thing will change your life more than anything else, you know, because this is an experience. And as Abraham says all the time, words don't teach. You can read as many books as you want, listen to podcasts and watch videos. Words don't teach. They're great, but experience teaches. And so this will change your set of beliefs. So one of the other courses are great. You know, if you do the twenty nine dollars course, you're going to do the Ascension experience anyway. Yeah, no brainer. (laughs) It'll get your feet wet if you're afraid to dive in the deep end. You know, it's funny. I So I'm speaking to the listeners. If you're listening to this and it's it's talking to you, push past the fear and do it because yeah. there's a reason it's it's on your mind. And it's funny because I'll bring it up to people. If I have an inspired thought, oh, you know, I'm going to ask so-and-so. That might be something she's ready for. And then I'll send it to her and send it to somebody. And then they'll say, oh, let me think about it. And I'm like, oh, it's not for her yet. She's yeah. not ready. You know, yeah. and it's just, it's not you know, black or white. I, it's, you know, I brought it up to a lady I was interviewing the other day and she goes, what is the, oh yeah. Like Paula from the lawyer of attraction. Yeah. Remember her? Yeah. I was interviewed on her show and she was like, oh, I love Gary. I met him on a cruise. He was so sincere. You know, he, she's like, I don't know what, what's I had to describe him, but he's just so sincere and real and um, to know, know you in real life, but yeah. she's going to sign up. So she was oh, all yeah. excited. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's that when you, I can tell when someone's pulled to that, and I don't yeah. usually go out. I just talk about it. And then they're like, what is that? And then I'll go, oh, okay. Yeah. But it is something that comes, it's an inspired thought. What happens is we're all inspired to do stuff like that. But we're so worried about what, most of us are so worried about what people will think, you know, that mm-hmm. we don't do it. And here you are doing it. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh, great. Anyway, thank you, Gary. Thank this you. It's been so fun. Like always, I'm sure we'll have more. Absolutely. Anytime. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.